Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my second podcast. Um, I appreciate all the feedback I got on the first one. I know it was short. I know it didn't have tons of uh, content, but we're going to try to change that today a little bit. Not that you want a longer podcast than me talking. And of course, I told you before, we're going to be having guests on on a regular basis, um, but a lot's been going on. So let me kind of catch you up on what's happening. Last um, last year at Thanksgiving, when I was out of New Orleans, my wife and I and the two grandkids were out there and my daughter suggested that I do a podcast. So that was kind of what got this whole thing started. Once I got back to uh, Poway, I spoke to a friend of mine, Matthew Iskey, who um, is, I guess, one of my mentors under 30 years old. They should, you should all have a mentor under 30. And he encouraged me as well and had had some experience with this. So he's been, you know, kind of tutoring me along here. And I was actually on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. So these are fun. I mean, I like the uh, kind of the organic nature. And I told you before, I won't do any, um, I won't do any editing. I know that the light on my glasses is not uh, perfect, but I have a backdrop coming that'll help me use a different kind of video um, way to do this. Right now I'm doing it on Zoom and it's working. I can, you know, record this and everything. So a lot to talk about. So during that time when we were in, um, when we were in New Orleans, we talked about, you know, kind of changing our life a little bit, right? Kind of changing um, the way we were looking at things. Um, we had raised eight kids in the house we were in, thought about actually selling the house, which we did. So it went on the market in January and we sold the house in seven days. The market's just so hot right now and found ourselves looking for a rental. We wanted to rent for a couple of years, just kind of change where we were at, change who we were around and um, kind of getting over those limitations, right? We've talked about limitations, storytelling, confidence and excuses or the lack thereof or too many excuses. And it's funny because I had promised myself I would do this podcast Monday and it's now Wednesday. So um, I broke my own cardinal sin and did, uh, you know, two days of excuses why I couldn't do it. But I want to talk, I want to add something into this and about manifesting thoughts, right? So uh, we've all heard that. We've listened to The Secret. We've listened to all these things. And we've listened to people say, you know, you got to focus on what you want. You have to uh, be clear on that goal. And we were, and we uh, and we accomplished it. So um, like I said, we moved in here on February 26th after um, putting our market on, uh, putting our house on the market. In the beginning of January, the house is beautiful. I have a great studio office here now. Um, but like I said, it, it required some action, right? Everything in life requires action. Uh, prayer requires action. You know, these thoughts you have, you have to, you have to do something to make it happen. Um, I think it's great when people just say, well, you got to pray about it. And, you know, um, and I'm not insulting that theory, I'm just saying that if it's a prayer that requires you to do something, you need to do that. So taking that action. So, um, man, I'm, I'm just going to be all over the board today because I, I have a lot of thoughts in my head that I wrote down in front of me. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so many things have come at me in the last eight weeks. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And, um, I just wanted to talk about a lot of those things. Um, 
and and when I put that out there, when I said that to somebody the other day, they said, "Well, Ed, you know, you're kind of getting out of your own way," and I think it's true. And I think we don't do that enough. I think we we put up these hurdles for ourselves, and we we concentrate on those hurdles, and we end up making them so big we can't get over them, and we end up not you know not over either overcoming that limitation, or we end up um, just staying staying uh, you know stale, just not making anything happen. So. Um, this is one of those limitations we came over. The next thing is to get back to exercise, right? So we kind of got away from that during COVID because of the gyms closing and things like that. And um, I can't stress enough how important exercise is, getting your body moving, getting that blood flowing and getting your mind right. I mean, and like I said, this is not necessarily just a business um, or personal podcast. I think this kind of just encompasses your whole life. And as I ramble on here, um, I'll get, uh, like I said, I'll kind of circle around to some other things. Yesterday in a, in a, a Zoom meeting I had, we, we talked about storytelling and how important storytelling is in your life as a salesperson, as anybody. I mean, if you're, if you're just starting to date somebody um, and, you, and they don't know anything about you, um, how long is that relationship going to last, right? You need to tell that story about yourself. I've told you before that this podcast really is about helping you, about helping me too, uh, just as much as you, about putting my arms around you and kind of saying, look, everything's going to be okay. And I told you before, like I said, I'm repeating myself that everybody I meet has a great story. There's something about, um, uh, something about them that I love, and um, there's something that they can do that I can't, and, and sometimes I'm envious of that. Sometimes it's just a good reminder that um, I need to work harder on some things myself, right? Uh, I miss getting up and talking in front of people just because uh, I didn't know how much I was going to miss it until COVID came and I couldn't do it. And um, I really miss that personal touch. I had another conversation with somebody the other day about, you know, shaking people's hands, how, how important that was. We took it for granted, right? Because we did it all the time or, you know, touching someone's shoulder or something. And now, you know, I get, I get a fist bump about every, you know, 15 people I meet. And, um, you know, once in a while, someone will shake their hand. And now it's like, wow, this is exciting. I get to shake someone's hand as goopy as that sounds. I think it's important that we've lost that human touch right now over throughout COVID. But back to the storytelling in this pot, in this um, Zoom meeting I had with David Zamaya actually, uh, who'll probably be on this podcast eventually. We either told about why, uh, told a story about why we do what we do, or we told about um, something practical. So I chose something practical with customers. Uh, when I used to sell HVAC products, I had two customers that were very resistant when I came aboard to either change who they were doing business with or you know, in, I was selling to construction people. So construction people sometimes can be a little abrasive or a little bit, I mean, it's big, you know, these big construction guys you're talking to a lot of the times. And one of the stories I remember, um, this guy told me, listen, we'll absolutely, we'll never buy from you just because it takes too long to get your product. And, um, you know, he had some other reasons. And we had this program with this company that we had a quick ship program. And we could actually bid these uh, products and get them one or two days out of Rockland, California, shipping them to San Diego. And I said, look, just give me another chance. Let me bid a couple, a couple of the items for you. And 
tell you how fast I can get them. He never mentioned price. He wasn't worried about how much the items cost. He was worrying about how fast he could get them. This was a service department that needed to respond, you know, instantly to their customers. And, you know, that was a customer that was one of my most loyal customers after I was able to get him something. And a point to that is that I listened to him, right? I didn't go in and just start telling my story. I didn't go in and just start, you know, telling about our benefits of our product. He already knew the benefits of our product. His only concern was that he could get them quickly. Um, very important to listen to people, whether you're in a relationship or if you're in a, uh, you know, in a business situation. Um, somebody else brought up that sometimes we have to tell customers what they want. Sometimes they don't really know what they want. And Steve Jobs has a great saying that customers never know what they want until we tell them. And I, I think there's some, there's some validity to that. However, I think customers are smarter these days. I think they, they have more resources. Um, so I think hopefully they know what they want when you go see them and you don't have to, uh, figure it out. But if you do, that's okay. I mean, uh, you know, when you're in these relationships with customers, they're no different than if you were talking to your children or your wife or your, uh, you know, relatives, anything. I think it's important just to be yourself, just to be real easy. And that's where that storytelling comes in, because more than likely when you're talking to somebody, part of your life story is relevant to part of their life story, right? Something you can something you can um, relate to. And when you can do that, it starts to bring that bond together between people. Like I said, whether it's a relationship outside of business or in business. Uh, sales is an interesting interesting thing. I think salespeople are, are very eccentric, I would say. They do things very differently uh, than the, uh, the salesman will do things much differently. <clears throat> Hopefully with the same, with great results, and of course, then there's those salespeople that are a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit aggressive. Maybe they don't get the results they want, um, thinking that they just have to jam that product down someone's throat. But, you know, it's, it's really just about building that relationship, building that trust and that loyalty and having that value, right? So you got to add value to whatever you're selling. Whether it's the cheapest product on earth or the most expensive product on earth, there's value to both of those, Right. If you're selling a Mercedes or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, you can tell them about all these awesome uh, parts of that car versus selling them a Hyundai or a, I don't know, another cheap or inexpensive, I should say, car. And I mean, the value to that less expensive car is that it's less expensive, right? Um, no, it's not going to do, you know, zero to 90 in 16 seconds or two seconds or whatever. But does it have to, right? It depends on if you're listening again to that customer, they're kind of telling you what they want. I need something inexpensive to, you know, just commute back and forth to work. So there's your, there's your value there. Um, and I think it's important to be loyal to your customers too. I have a, a note down here that says loyalty. Um, and I'm not, I got to be honest with you. I'm not quite sure what what I was looking, what I was thinking about when I when I got that. I know that I've been very loyal to companies in the past that maybe weren't so uh, loyal to me in in the end of everything. But I think it's important to be loyal, you know, to people. Um, hopefully, you don't get burned. If you do get burned, lesson learned, right? But I think you should not have a. Uh, uh, I don't think you should 
just write off all of human nature or all human man, excuse me, mankind, just because um, someone wasn't loyal back to you. So confidence. I mean, these last eight weeks, uh, 12 weeks were shaky. I mean, you know, my confidence was shaking a little bit. We had um, selling a house is stressful. I haven't done it in in so long. And when I, the last time I did sell a house, I already lived in a house. It was in another house that I inherited. So it wasn't, uh, I didn't feel like the stress in that one because I wasn't, didn't have a big mortgage or anything. And, uh, we had a very good realtor, Cynthia Elizondo here in, uh, she lives in Poway, which is just outside of San Diego. She was very good at responding to my questions, right? If I was starting to you know, my anxiety was getting a little high. I could text her. She'd get right back to me. It was very important in our, in our relationship that she did that. And um, she did a good job. And I would recommend her again to other people just for that reason. Um, but I can tell you that my confidence was definitely um, taking a beating during that because, you know, people come out and look at your house and you're not getting offers and you're starting to go, what's wrong with my house? What's wrong with me? Is it, you know, although I didn't see a lot of those people because of COVID, uh, you still start beating yourself up. And um, this is something that uh, I tell you, I think is the biggest epidemic in our in, in the U.S. for sure, is that our confidence is low. It's low with our children. It's low with, um, uh, you know, teenagers especially. I think it's low with, with uh, younger people. And this is something that I hope this podcast helps those people with as we get, as I discuss this more with other, you know, with guests about, getting that confidence level up and knowing that um, taking those little steps when you're doing, uh, when you're addressing those limitations and things and having those little successes, I think those definitely get your confidence building. Um, I think too many times we, uh, especially younger people, I think they're looking, and I did this when I was younger too, I'm not calling them out, but you'll see an athlete or a movie star or a singer or something and they're making a gazillion dollars and they're doing so well and they're so popular. And we don't ever see the work they put behind that, right? Um, some of the most successful people in the world started with nothing. Uh, I would say probably a, a higher percentage of them started with nothing and honed their skills, uh, worked hard, put that work in in the gym, put that work in. And I think there's something to be said for having an athletic body, but there's a there's a ton of people with athletic bodies that are salespeople, right? That are that never were able to get past that, um, you know, uh, past that high school or college level in sports. And we know that it's it's a one in a million chance you're ever going to play in the professional arena. And so I think we we forget that they put all that time in. You know, Tony Gwynn was a great a great example to me. I read a book by Dick Lyles. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but he talks about uh, one of his whole chapters is about Tony Gwynn, you know, 342 bad lifetime batting average, being the first one to the, to the field and the last one to leave. Um, that's what made Tony Gwynn so great. Uh, and then he had this wonderful, seemingly wonderful personality. I never met him, but he, uh, he seemed like just a nice, nice person, which probably didn't hurt in his quest for greatness, right? And um, I just, he's just always one of those people I've looked up to. Michael Jordan is another one. I know people have a lot of, you know, uh, comments or criticisms about Michael Jordan, but um, 
I think that he put the work in, right? I mean, he wasn't the greatest basketball player in high school. He wasn't a prodigy by any means. I think he worked hard and worked hard and he had a, he had that vision. He had that uh, ability to picture what he wanted and then put the work in to get it. Um, I know, and, and it's funny with this podcast, I really wanted to more address the average person out there because I feel like that's who I am. But we're all destined for greatness if we decide we want to be great, right? There's a lot to do. There's a lot to, uh, to get over. We have to make sure we have a clear picture in our mind of what that, what that greatness means. But um, yeah, I just think that we got to put that work in. And these last two days were kind of a slap in the face to me because I didn't work out the last two days, which I promised myself I would. And I know that I, I put a quote online today that said, uh, one day or I have to look at it now. Um, it was just a, it was just a uh, point message that was very simple. And it was one day or day one, right? So today is day one. Um, you get back in, in the gym, well, and lifting, at least doing some exercise, getting this podcast out and um, starting this thing, starting this thing moving. I'm speaking with a, with a coach today. It's going to help me focus on what I need to do and where I need to go. I think the, um, you know, the greatest Michael Jordan, Tony Gwynn, all those guys needed coaches too. And I don't think it's going to kill me to, to do that. So um, what else do I have? I got a bunch of more notes here. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday about Clubhouse. I think this is kind of an interesting uh, thing. I'm learning a little bit more about it. I just got my first invitation, so I'll be doing that after this uh, podcast. Um, it sounds interesting. It's one of those things that's been coming at me. Um, I have another opportunity possibly to do some spokesperson work for a company, and um, I'm just excited. Like I said, I think, I'm, I think we're manifesting these things in our life, um, and it was just a, it's a matter of, um, you know, just believing that things are going to happen and then taking that action. Super huge to take that action. It's always nice to, um, you know, want something, but if you're not willing to do those other things, it's just not going to happen. So what else do I got? Let's talk about uh, overcoming these limitations. I told you the story about us working out um, in 2019, deciding that one of the limitations we had was our, was our physical abilities, right? And we hired a trainer coach to help us get squared away. And, um, you know, I wanted to quit so many times and I may have said this in the last podcast, but it was so true. I mean, once I got started, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, during the, um, during the process of getting to where we wanted to be was extremely difficult. Um, for a while, right? And then it started to become easier. Then your body starts wanting to, that, to do that exercise. And I don't think that's any different in business. I mean, if you're going to want to, you know, make a change or get more customers or whatever you're going to do, you've got to go through a little bit of pain, right? Um, you know, uh, I remember I had a, a poster up the rock, you know, doing his flexing saying, that uh, there's two kinds of pain, the pain that hurts you and the pain that changes you. And I think you need to make yourself experience that pain that's going to change you. 
and look, you could have a perfect life. Everything could be going awesome. Um, I don't think I've ever met anybody with a perfect life. So if you have one, please email me at uh, edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com and let me know how, why your life is perfect. And uh, I'd be, I'd love to talk to you at some point. <laughs> but, you know, things happen in life and you have to, you know, we have to overcome those. I always would kid that um, some of the greatest athletes or singers or actors or whoever the most popular people in the world couldn't necessarily do the life that we have, raising children, uh, being our own accountant, being our own cooks, being our own, you know, disciplinarians, being all those things. Um, this is where value from the average, I guess, average person in the U.S. or in uh, the world, uh, you know, should be, this is where your confidence should be going up, where to realize what you've done to what you've accomplished. Even if you have the most simple life to be able just to get through life every day, sometimes it's a struggle, right? With weather, or, you know, children or pain in your life or a loss of loved ones, things like that. The fact that you can overcome this and still perform at a high level, um, whether you work at Walmart or you run, you're a CEO of a company, I think it's important for you to understand your value, right? <clears throat> You, every person in the world has a value proposition to give out there to the world. I'm not sure they all know it, but that's what I want to, that's what I would like to help people with. If I can sit down with somebody and kind of say, look, you know, kind of go through their life and find out where they're, where they're struggling and try to help them, whether it's through this podcast or whether it's through personal or whether it's a hug or whatever it is. I would love to have the ability or the opportunity, I should say, I have the ability to draw that person out and find out those good things about that person. Everybody has them. Um, and we all have, you know, maybe we're not doing the job we want to do, or maybe we don't, we're not doing, maybe we're not in a relationship we want to have, or maybe that relationship, relationship needs to be tweaked. So it's a better relationship. Um, I'm embarrassed to say usually that I've been, I was married twice before I met my wife, current wife, and we've been together uh, 22 years and married for 18. <clears throat> and those first two relationships were, they failed because of us, right? It wasn't them. It wasn't her. It wasn't me. It was both of us. And we, um, and we did, maybe we weren't uh, equipped well enough to be married or whatever. I had six beautiful children from those two relationships. So there's no regrets, but Definitely, um, I could have been better, right? I could have done things a little bit different. I could have been more willing to accept um, suggestions from people, maybe counseling, whatever it was. I joke around that everybody that's born should have a psychologist when they're attached to them as soon as they're born because um, it's a one in four trillion chance that you're even going to be born, which is an amazing statistic in itself. And then once we are, we're thrown into this, this world, right? That can sometimes be a little rough. Um, you know, I heard a statistic once that 33% um, of the world is dying from lack of food, right? From starvation. 33% of the world is dying from injustice. And 33% of the world is dying from overeating. I mean, think about that for a minute. We're either killing our, we're either getting killed because we don't have enough food or we're killing ourselves because we have too much. Um, and we need to find that life balance and those, and we need those, you know, we need that information on the internet. We need all these other things that we can do, but 
you've got to figure out what that thing is that's holding you back. Because I know something's holding you back from where you want to be. And like I said, it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be health. It could be, it's a hundred different things, but you could overcome it. And from the poorest person in the world to the richest person in the world, uh, there's limitations that they need to overcome. So like I said, in the future, we're going to have more guests on because I think it's important. Well, first of all, you're going to stop listening if it's just me talking all the time, because I'm probably going to repeat myself over and over. And to address that, it's because there's a lot of simple things that we could do to change our lives. And you've been told a million times and you're still not doing them a lot of times, right? We know when we're eating a bowl of ice cream or something that it's not good for us, right? That it's going to put weight on us. We know if we're smoking, drinking, doing drugs, doing all those things, we know they're not good for us. You've already heard it a million, 10 million, a hundred million times. I'm going to keep telling you over and over and over right? Because I'm doing some of those things too. And I need to stop. I mean, I need to, you know, when we were eating, we were eating clean during that 2019 training session. Was it easy? No, it was not easy. It's pretty bland sometimes. What happened is our food started to become fuel instead of pleasure. And I know that people like to go out to dinner and do these things. And that's, that's obviously cool. When you're doing it every day, it's a problem. Um, you know, if that's what you're trying to address, I mean, it could be, you know, that relationship where you're not communicating with your spouse or communicating with your boyfriend or girlfriend or children. And I may have told this story before. I know that my, you know, for 13 years, I drove my kids to high school every day. Um, and there was multiple kids, right? So I had to, I'd be taking this section of five, then that one would drop off and I get another one to take. And I remember one day, um, one of the girls came downstairs and was wearing something that probably wasn't appropriate for high school. And I said, Nope, get your ass back upstairs. You're not wearing that, blah, blah, blah. And I started her day off shitty, right? By me saying that to her, instead of phrasing it a little bit different, I started her day off bad. So that was the one that would get in the car and wouldn't say a word the whole way to school. So I know when she got out at her first class or whatever, she wasn't feeling the best for herself. Uh, I don't think we need to, you know, coddle our children the whole time. And sometimes you have to be a little bit stern, but there was a hundred ways I could have handled that differently. That would have made it uh, much more um, pleasant and more confidence building and things like that. And, uh, and we do that. We, we do that a lot of times. We'll fly off the handle or whatever. I remember listening to these um, CDs about a priest, a very good priest, um, that just had these great inspirational talks and he had a real bad temper and you never think of a priest having a bad temper, but you could tell this guy was from like Pittsburgh and he was a hard ass. And um, he talked a lot about that temper that he had and it would flare up. Right. So he would just, something would set him off and he'd get mad about it. And he had to address, I mean, here's a, a priest has to address, you know, having a temper but then he had this loving way and this, you know, all these positive things about him. We all know we have something like that. Maybe it's not a, maybe it's the lack of not saying anything. I think that happens a lot with people where they'll get into a situation where they won't say anything to somebody. And now they have, um, and they just get walked on or, or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be an outburst, but it could just be, Hey, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't, I don't really care for the way you said that to me. 
I've had people say that to me before because if you know me from the past um, and, and now, I mean, it's not that like I changed all of a sudden. I can sometimes say things quickly that, you know, can, uh, can hurt you or, or, you know, at least um, not get that positive result, you know, that I was looking for or hoping for, or, or I didn't care. I don't know. Maybe I didn't care if I got a positive result. And because of my size and things like that, a lot of times people will not say anything to me. They just stop reacting, stop answering emails, stop answering calls or whatever. So that's something I have to watch. And it's, I'm not going to psychoanalyze myself um, during these podcasts, but like I said, I do want to get some guests in here to talk about this, to give you a different perspective on what some people and other businesses are doing or how they're dealing with their, with their, um, with their personal life. I, I can, I can tell you that people used to say, you know, how do you get eight kids or excuse me, 10, eight kids. I don't know how many kids I have now because I have grandkids. How do you get eight kids at church every Sunday morning at eight o'clock? And I said, you know, I just never asked them. I, I just, that was just what we did. I look back and can't believe that we used to feed 10 people every night. We'd have dinner together every night and uh, you know, eight to 10 people every, every night we'd have dinner. We'd cook a new meal. Um, when I look back now, I think how crazy that was, how much work that took to clean the house and do things like that, uh, to have cars that were big enough for everybody to drive in. You know, we had vans at time. At one point we were taking two cars to church because we had not have a van big enough to take all the kids. So, um, yeah, I mean, I look back at that and it was just, it was what I had to do. And I think if you are serious about, you know, overcoming some limitations, getting that story out you're just, it's just something you have to do. It's, um, you have to look at it that way. So you're addressing it constantly. So it's at top of mind all the time. Um, it's great to say, well, in six months, I want to have a million dollars and then just, you know, wait. Um, for the obvious reason that nothing's going to happen if you don't do something. Unless you're super lucky. Um, Luck. That's funny. Uh, that's an interesting thing. I, I heard uh, one of my friends the other day that's going to be on the podcast. I won't mention his name just because I want to confirm he's going to be on. He was talking about how people will say in business how lucky somebody is, right? And it, it's such an insult because it's kind of like saying, you know, Michael Jordan was born to play basketball or Tony Gwynn was born or Tom Brady or what. And it's an insult to them because of how hard they work to get to where they're at. Um, and when you see a person in business that does really well, they probably put the work in. They're probably at the office at 10 o'clock when you're home watching Seinfeld or something. So um, I think, yeah, sure, there's, there's people out there that get lucky. But I think for the most part, if you're asking why a businessman or an athlete or a singer is lucky, they put the work in. They created their own luck. You know, they got themselves in the right position. And kind of going back on something I said to getting out of my own way and manifesting some of these people that are coming into my life and some of these opportunities, it's me getting myself in a position to, to be able to accept those invitations or, um, you know, get on that Zoom call when I don't feel like it. Uh, I've kind of embraced Zoom, to be honest with you, for through COVID. You can see I have a green screen. I have cameras, mics. I have all these things. Because I knew this wouldn't go away. And um, I can tell you that when this thing's over, if and when it's over, I will still use Zoom. Zoom's one of the greatest 
things ever invented as far as I'm concerned. Last week I was on a call talking to people in Philadelphia and Florida. Someone was in Wisconsin, a guy in New York. So I've met people that I never would have met just staying local, just doing my job and calling on people. And it's funny, a couple uh, questions I've had lately is, Ed, where are you going with this? You know, with this podcast, you know, you've never even done one. You're probably not even good at it. And so far I'm not good at it, but I'll get better at it. I just want to take, I just need to get those reps in and find out really what you guys want to talk about too. And you can always email me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. You can give me some topics. If I can't speak on a topic, I'll find someone that can. So if you have something that's interesting or you want to be on my podcast, email me and let's just have a conversation, very organic and things. But, you know, I think my mom used to say this, if you wait till you can afford to have children, you'll never have children, right? Obviously, I didn't do that. Um, And I think if you wait until your plan is perfect for moving forward in life, I think you'll never have a plan, right? Uh, Tony Robbins used to say when they, when they, when somebody flies, when a, a commercial plane flies to, um, flies to Hawaii, they can't just put it on autopilot because of the trade winds. They change every two seconds, right? They need somebody to adjust to those trade winds. That's, that's going to be your plan in life, right? You can have a goal and a dot you need to get to, but uh, those trade winds, you're going to need to be able to adjust that plane as you're flying to that goal. So don't be so hard on yourself that you don't have everything perfectly worked out. It will work out if you, you know, and and you're going to have to change directions a little bit sometimes. You know, if I say I have to have, you know, I I need to meet four people next week. Well, I might meet meet six that week and two the next. So um, uh, I'm getting a lot of, uh, I get some varying feedback on my whole life right now. It's like, Ed, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not sure. Um, not a hundred percent sure, but we're working towards being sure and manifesting things that are so far have worked out just great, right? The last six months has been very good. We've decided to change and we're going to change and we're going to make some positive moves. And, and, uh, like I said, everything is, is going as well as expected, maybe better than expected. And I don't think that's going to change. I think that as I get better at these, as I get better at uh, speaking in front of people, as I do all those things, um, we're going to uh, benefit from that. It's funny, I was talking to a guy the other day and said that I'd love to do more public speaking, speaking to employees, kind of helping them with their confidence. And, and you know, I, 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 this theory of um, people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. Um, if I had, I was, was joking with the guy said man if i went to a uh, to speak to 100 people at a company i'd be afraid like 75 percent of them might quit the next week (laughs) not not because i would tell talk them into quitting because their job sucks i just know that a lot of people are in jobs that they don't care about that they're not good at and I think everybody wants to do something, you know, kind of on their own. I think some people just want to work at a company and just run that time out. The problem I've seen with that was some of the um, potential customers I have right now. I run into a lot of purchasing agents and people like that that are just just kind of riding out the rest of their career. Um, 
you know, I'm going to retire in you know, 73 days and I don't want to talk about anything. They don't want to change, but really, you know, especially like a purchasing agent, their job is to constantly be reevaluating what they're buying, right? Um, what they're spending, what they're spending their money on, what value is to the product that they have. But I run into a lot of, look, we already have stuff that we're using and we're fine. So when you, so I, I, I get angry about that because I think that they're not doing what their job is really supposed to be. And that's constant, never in, improvement, constant, never ending improvement in what they're buying and how they're buying it and uh, things like that. But, and I know we all run into that, right? You'll say to somebody, um, Hey, are you selling your house? I say, well, I have a friend that's a realtor. They're going to be a realtor. Well, they're not giving you an opportunity to sell yourself or to tell that story or to do those things. And that's always a tough thing to get over in sales. And the person that I'm going to have on here uh, soon is going to, will address that because he's good at that. He, um, he trains people to sell and he, he knows, and he's very low key. He's not that car salesman kind of guy. He's very common sense salesperson. And I agree with about 99% of what he says. It's always 1% that I have my own opinion on. So, I mean, uh, yeah, cool. So where are we at? Um, I know I've rambled on for a while and we're probably going to wrap this up in a minute. Um, I have a guest um, next week. We're going to start dropping these every week. Um, because um, I can, right? <laughs> because I want to get better at this and I want to start adding value to your life and to my life and to anybody's around us. And I want to meet more people and I want to get 10,000 followers and a million followers and all that. And like I said, yes, do I have a plan? No, I don't. I, I shouldn't say that. I do have a plan. Is it perfect yet? No. But I know that... Um, uh, some of the things I want to talk about in future podcasts is stress, anxiety, and depression. Those three things that, um, like I said, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not going to fix these problems for you. But you, as a person, need to think about these things, right? You need to think if you're falling into these things. If you need to, uh, it's not enough just to think, oh, I have a positive thought because um, it's not that easy sometimes, I know. I'm a guy too. I've had issues, but I can tell you this and I'll leave and I'll leave with this. I was doing a little talk at the chamber of commerce a couple of years ago. And the first question I had come up on a PowerPoint slide was what if, right? I was reading in a book and we were, I was, and then I went online and I was kind of starting to kind of research this, your mind a little bit and it said, um, and I said, you know, what if I had, you know, $10 million or what if I lived in a different place or what if I was thinner or what if I didn't drink or what if I didn't smoke? I mean, all these things you can answer. And, you know, if you start asking yourself that question, what if enough times your mind will answer that question, right? And it'll also lead you to where you need to be. But what we're at, but too many times we're saying, we're, we're getting on the negative side of things, right? Just the simplest thing, what if I did another Zoom meeting a week and met 10 more people, right? What could come out of that? Well, think about that. Get a piece of paper out. Start writing down what it would mean to meet 10 more customers or 10 more, you know, uh, just get 10 more opportunities to find somebody, 
what if is a super important question. It's real simple, right? What if you had, you know, what if you could do this or that? I mean, that's what we asked ourselves two years ago when we were talking about what if I was 40 pounds lighter and I could wear a suit, I could get up and talk in front of people, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. People would, they, they would say things to me, they would recognize me, they would give me compliments, they would do all these things. And I thought it was a me putting myself in a better position. So that's going to be your homework until I meet you again next week. And um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I was a little, you know, a little bit sketchy today, but you know, the point is that I got another rep in, I got another podcast out of the way. Um, I'm learning from these, the lighting, I'm learning about lighting. I'm learning about communication. I'm learning about, you know, voices. I'm learning about a lot of things. And I think that if I just keep my foot down on the gas on this thing, it's going to get better and better and better. And hopefully this turns into what I want it to, because what if I had a million followers, right? You answer that question. If I could get a million followers, 10,000 followers, a thousand followers to start 500, hundred, whatever it is, it's going to manifest into something else, right? So Two things to leave with today, ask yourself what if and manifest those thoughts. Get those thoughts in your mind, those positive thoughts of what you want to look like, be like, you know, what you want to do in life, what you want to, when do you want to retire, when you want to do this, when you want to do that, whatever it is, manifest it in your mind and it will um, end up coming to fruition. So anyway, I love you guys. Um, This is my big hug for everybody. Um, I'm not a hugger, but it's easier virtually. Stay tuned for another podcast coming up soon. The next one, like I said, will be, I'll have a guest on. And um, hopefully you guys keep listening and keep this thing going for me. And let me see what I can turn it into for you. All right. Have a great day.